This icon is racist. I've never ever been a spy. Can the VBS bank loot? The problem is that pinky. I'll never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shape. Sergeant at arms, can you please come in? Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Sunday Times Politics Weekly with me, Amil Amrao. I'm joined in studio this week by a special guest um, and the rest of our team, who you all <laughs> should be used to, our resident rugby expert here Trumbull at Tiso, Kanyiso Chwako. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you, Kmar. Well, it's clear you weren't with us on Saturday. <laughs> uh, and I just want to say welcome to the other guests in studio up here with the cleric, Kwanita Hunter and Zimasa Matiwana. As you may have guessed, we've decided to dedicate this entire podcast this week to the phenomenal Springbok win at the Rugby World Cup. I mean, for me, watching Sia Khaleesi lift that trophy at the end of the game was just inspiring. And I think for many other people, uh, South African citizens, young and old, they may have shared the same sentiment. But I say many, not all, for certain reasons. And that's because some leaders in the EFF took to Twitter afterwards um, saying a whole bunch of things, basically talking down um, the victory and just saying that it's basically... Oh, what was it, guys? <laughs> I can't even describe these tweets. <laughs> but let's just listen to some of what Mbuyseni uh, and Lozi, um, the FF spokesperson, had to say. So he tweeted on the same day, that um, you forget that today is South Africa playing against South Africa. They will celebrate either way. Then he has a sigh. Um, During the Soccer World Cup in 2010, they had both flags in their homes and cars, and we all know who he's talking about here. And then he goes on to say, today is England versus England. I mean, during the 2010 World Cup, blah, 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 he makes the same sentiment. And he goes on to say, and I think this was the most controversial tweet, congratulations to hashtag Siakulisi, the rest go get your congratulations from Prince Harry. So many arguing that these tweets by Nglozi and these tweets that were backed up by Julius Malema and other leaders of the EFF like Dali and Pofu um, were very racially divisive on a day where South Africans really stood together and supported their rugby team. What do you guys think? Does Mboyuseni have a point here or is he just being or using politics to divide the nation even more? The problem with that is that um, it's, it's the notion of having an opinion. Everyone is entitled to opinion, just like everyone is entitled to belch. But remember that it's also rude to belch in public um, around other people. Um, also, people need to understand the history of the Springbok emblem and, emblem and how divisive it is. So, I mean, there's a big group of South African, South African citizens who support the All Blacks. And um, their reasons are justified because they feel that the South African game doesn't represent um, them. Also, the Springbok emblem remains a remnant of the apartheid past. And if you look at the rest of South Africa's national teams, every other team uses the protea. The Springboks share the, po- the protea with the Springbok. So already, the fact that that emblem is there, remember that black people were not able to represent the Springboks or any other national team that actually had the Springbok emblem pre-1991 or 1992. So for some, those wounds haven't died. They feel that reconciliation was white 
black black clubs assimilating into white structures, into the pre-existing white structures, instead of um, um, full and extended transformation. I mean, I tweeted um, on Saturday during the game that where is the quota crew? Because there's a big debate um, regarding the quotas. I mean, affirmative action. It is transformation targets, but um, people still choose to use the word quotas. Um, again, there was a big debate before the World Cup started on whether um, Rassi Rasmus um, missing the transformation target, uh, the squad itself, the one-man squad, was supposed to be a 50-50 split, but it wasn't. But if you look at the black players that he picked, um, those are the best black players available in the country. So in one way, the debate then dies because you feel that the guys, you, your Lukanyo Arms, your Makazole Mapimpis, your Siakolisis, your Trevor Nyaganes, um, they're the best black players around in the country. And... All of them were there. Apiwa Janjiv, he didn't have his issues with his his, his drugs, the, 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 the drug scandal. <laughs> he would have probably been in the World Cup. Chances are yeah, one no, of Makasule Mapimbi or Warakhalant may not have gone to the World Cup. So it would have been a black player replacing a black player. But people are entitled to their opinions. But also sometimes you need to gauge the mood. Um, I think that that is a critical part. You can't be toned. If I saw Helen Zilla also trying to be a bit clever with her tweets, over um, um, merit, but merit to ANC people could be merit to someone else. So it, it's tone diff, being uh, knowing what to tweet and when to tweet it is critical. Yeah, look, um, uh, personally, um, I felt uh, that uh, the moment uh, Siakolisi uh, lifted that trophy, but also. Uh, his uh, utterances after the mm. game uh, he showed a uh, lot of leadership reflecting that we come from different backgrounds and we've got all our problems as a nation um, which is uh, the case well let's listen to some of what Sia Kulisi said on the day with a winning captain from South Africa Sia Kulisi and you know we have so many problems in our country um, but to have a, a team like this, you know, we come from different backgrounds, different races, and we came together with one goal, and we wanted to achieve it. I really hope that we've done that for South Africa to show that we we can pull together if we want to work and we achieve something. Well, that audio, thanks to Supersport, but up here you were saying that this is also just as important as the win. His utterances. Yes, it it is as important as the win because. It shows that uh, you have a captain who's quite aware of uh, the country where he comes from, um, and you know he's a he's a sportsman, right? Um, when you are giving uh, some other sportsmen, they limit uh, uh, their comments, uh, their post-match uh, interviews to sports, but he's quite aware of uh, the history of rugby in South Africa uh, and and how uh, it, 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 it what uh, Twagu was saying uh, that it was a symbol of of, of oppression and uh, look um, I disagree uh, with how Ndlozi went about uh, what he was trying to do even when he's saying uh, only Sia is getting uh, congratulations uh, from them the rest must go I mean if he's saying this because uh, he feels that maybe there should be more black players. There were black players that he didn't mention. So what is he saying about Mapimbi? What is he saying well, about... eight other black players. Yeah, <laughs> so it's quite stupid. Um, but um, there has been a number of people who had come out and, 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 and stated that, uh, look, we, there was a, a World Cup win in 95. Uh, things didn't change. Uh, there was a World Cup win in 2007. 
um, we still uh, remained with these problems. So, uh, I, you know, those people are not uh, off the mark. Um, as much as um, we want our sporting teams to give us hope when there is no hope, it can then just be that, okay, just because this is what has happened, we must use those moments also to reflect uh, on our history, um, on what still needs to be done. But the thing is, we constantly faced every single day, just walk around in Johannesburg, you just could be confronted with the dismal state this country is in. You read the newspapers. I mean, we are tipped like day in and day out, we are naysayers. We just give bad news all the time and we get salaries for giving people bad news. <laughs> the amount of negativity and toxicity that is as a result of the bad state of not only the economy, the socioeconomic status in South Africa, the bad politics, uh, the lack of transformation. I mean, our problems are endless in South Africa. And I think that really to just give people 60 minutes to enjoy a win, which is amazing, an incredible win. It's about hope because what else, what el what is the alternative to hope? For people to start going and killing each other. We're already doing that, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so for me, I don't care about rugby. I don't even know what a try was at all. <laughs> 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 but I mean, that moment of hope, that moment of positivity, that moment of that, that unity, was important not because you're trying to hide from the problems or Ramaphosa wants to, to get a cheap win from this. It's just this was an incredible feat. We are world winners. That team, what the team did was incredible. Yeah. It was not a it was not a just a hoax that we won by two points. It was an incredible win. Yeah. And so if you just as a nation say, Okay, we have all those terrible things that are happening to us, but okay, let us just celebrate the moment and then build on that. I mean, you mentioned that, I mean, SA Rugby is not a paragon of proper governance. I mean, there's the Eben Elizabeth matter that yes. still needs to be dealt with this week. I mean, South Africa, SA Rugby was for, for a time not in the very best of financial spaces. I mean, there's an, an exodus of players each season that leave South Africa that go apply their rugby overseas. So already the player base is forever being is is the, the it's, yes it's always it's always in a SA rugby is always in a state of constant flux, and I mean if you look there's a number of players within that same Springbok team who are not going to be playing domestic rugby in South Africa next year. I mean Elizabeth is one, Henry Pollard is one. So there's a, also there's a number of players within that team who also play overseas like your Fafte Clacks. So already these players who make more money outside of the country playing for their clubs who still have pride in representing the, uh, representing the Springboks. Yes, it's true. I mean, the, the, the pathways in terms of representing the Springboks need to be changed mm. because 8% 8, 8 of but the Springboks we, come from... But do we from have to have that conversation true. today? Can we not have that conversation next week? You know, you know people made, especially on social media, may, people made it seem like the Springboks were, went on a battle to fight a revolution for racial equality and this and that. And that was not it. They went to play a tournament. They won and we should be proud. Oh, of uh, the sportsmanship. Yeah. And that's it. Absolutely. Yes. I, I, I don't think there was ever a promise that, you know what, if we win, then... Uh, socio-economic No, man. <laughs> People are just being ridiculous. Of course, the issue of transformation will always be a thorn in, in you know, the rugby conversation. Yeah. But um, having a black captain was significant. What was more significant for me and what made me forget, not forget, but manage to ignore the anti-black sentiment <laughs> 
that has blocked a lot of, of black people from succeeding in, in playing rugby was uh, Magazole's story of how he got there. Mm. If, if, if Saru can look at that guy and realize that there's many like him, many like him, that talent needs to be uncovered in rural rugby. You don't need to go to Michael House. You don't need to go to Grays to be able to play rugby. And for me, that was the most important part mm. of this World Cup. And also like that moment of hope for that child in rural Eastern Cape but who's sitting and watching, you know, you know, little shared TV. Why do we want to take that joy away from that, that child? That, yeah. that was my Instagram status because my child plays rugby. He lives in rural Eastern Cape. He, he loves it. He truly, truly loves it. When I spoke to him, he was emotional. When we discussed uh, the journey of, of, of the black players in in getting into the spring box. Mm. Um, there was hope there, you know, especially with this guy, with, with Magazol, mm. especially with him, because his journey is so different what, from what the What is rest. his journey? He, he wasn't lucky enough to get a, to be sported, to be sported by, and, and get a, a scholarship maybe to a rugby, traditional rugby. So he played rural rugby, but he made it. And those who came before him could not, he is the first, right? Yeah. I, I mean, he went, to, he went to a school called Jim Vabaz in Twit. I don't think you know where he played that place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He never played Craven Week. He never played the proper representative rugby at provincial level at school because a lot of the players are sourced from Craven Week. I mean, look on your arms, another one. He didn't play Craven Week. He went to a reasonable school in King Tifos, Milan. But if you go to people and ask about them when you talk about King Williamstown, mm. the first thing they'll tell you is Dell College. Who comes from Dell College? They'll tell you, but when you talk about Fosmanan, they'll ask you, where is the Fosmanan? So again, the, the critical part about rugby and its attachment to black people is representation. Um, we wrote at length about Chester Williams and how Chester Williams represented all the hopes and the dreams of black people back in 1995 because he was the only black member in the team. Mm. And you look back at Kaya Malotan. Kaya Malotan is probably the most significant springbok in my eyes because he was the first black African springbok when he played in the World Cup in 1999. And he went to Queen's College, which is a traditional rugby school. That, pre that school produced Robbie Kempson, Daryl Cullinan. So already the representation key is important. The fact that the game was available on free to air. We were sitting here having a proper guffaw about Mtutuzeli Scott's commentary. Yeah. You were having a proper guffaw. <laughs> See, that, that, that is Kawunda Ndunja. Yeah. Again, it's representation. Yeah. A lot of people compare Kawunda to, Bra, to, to Bramtura. Which is unnecessary. It's unnecessary because um, Kawunda represents your new school watch of rugby. Yeah. He still uses serviceable talks about he speaks to to the youth, yeah. like kids who watch rugby on DSTV. Those old school who watch, listen to rugby on Nkobwenen will understand and know Bram Tura's nuance. But again, the key matter is that you have representation. You see people like you in a, in a level, then you become happy because now you feel like you can actually make it. You know, we, on Saturday, I kind of felt the same feeling I had when I was sitting at the inauguration earlier this year, right? I knew it was a fake moment of unity. And I know that it was going to end. But in that moment, that pride of everyone coming together and celebrating just a peaceful transition from one government to another, which is a very, a very a rare thing 
in the continent and it's a luxury that South Africa still enforces that in a in a democratic space. For me, when I when I sat, uh, uh, you know, at that inauguration and that and that feeling of like unity and even though we we don't know each other, but we you know we 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 all celebrating something was a similar feeling that I felt. Um, you know, on Saturday, because mm. it, it was something that brought people together. My question is, why aren't politicians building on that? Why are we, there's a race to tear each other apart so that we don't get to that united space? Well, I think that's the perfect time to take a short break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about a bit more about those politics that Q was talking about. <laughs> Racial identity politics, a phrase that has the potential to start an argument in just about any situation. That's why we're starting it first. Let's Start an Argument is a unique and insightful podcast series about the meaning of race to us today. Presented by researcher Cecilia Koch and Doctor of Philosophy Jason Werbeloff, the series aims to spark rational argument and meaningful discussion around this controversial topic. Find Let's Start an Argument now on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Um, what Juanita was talking about earlier is about the whole political narrative around a lot of what was happening at the weekend with the Rugby World Cup. Um, and I think a lot of it, I think the prime example here is the EFF narrative. And I think it's all summed up in one tweet here by Mbuyiseni Nlozi, where he says, we are pushing against all efforts to pull a 1994-1996 on us again. We will not take the sleeping tablets of rugby euphoria again. And he spelt again wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We will be better than our parents. (laughs) (laughs) We choose to feel the painful truth of our wretched conditions. We refuse unity without equality and the land. So this is quite telling about the narrative here, Pia, don't you think? Yeah. Um, um, again, um, as, as, as I was saying, uh, his timing is, 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 is just wrong. Um, uh, many people would agree with him. Uh, in fact, um, a lot of critics uh, of uh, South Africa hosting uh, the 2010 World Cup where that look we've got so many problems in the country that we could be facing we could be fixing uh, instead uh, we are going on and on about sports and that um, during the apartheid era that's what that government uh, did uh, with the sporting teams uh, for the for the race that they represented uh, that people were preoccupied uh, uh, with sports and not questioning uh, the injustices that look you make you can go on and make that argument uh, for 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 as long as you can but I mean uh, just be happy for 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 for, for, for us for you look, know be happy for the country cr- and what critical point but but the, but the, the other the other thing which is a a, a debate that maybe um, people who who constantly argue about uh, representation um, Rasi is a is a white man, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, 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 this is the, the the largest number of black players you've seen in a, in, in a, in a World Cup. Squad. Yes. That is true. And it had to be a, a, a white guy. Maybe his Eastern Cape roots. Uh, Look, he's from the Stop Stop You know, from people are already tired of from Stop <laughs> The captain's from Zwede in PE. Uh, in PE, yeah. So yeah. already, um, when Rasi became a coach, I think it was in 2005, 
you already look like um, an, an enlightened mind. Mm. Um, he, has, he has admitted that he had issues with the media, but as time has gone on, he's, he's solved those like significantly. He's very media friendly. But again, he had the foresight to try do things differently. And I mean, Alistair Kutsia had a golden opportunity in 2016 to, to appoint Siakolis as his captain. Because mm. at the time, Siakolis was Thomas' captain. Eben mm-hmm. was more experienced, but you always go for the person who is the leader in the position. Mm. If the players agree at provincial level, agree on you as a leader, surely that should say something. That mm. is something that Alistair missed out on and what Ratsi immediately got onto. Because, I mean, when he made his captaincy bow, it was on his birthday at Ellis Park last year. Mm. That was a significant moment. Look at the rugby's historical politics. Unfortunately, whether we like the unity notion or not, they are not going to go away. I mean, because unfortunately, rugby still represents the, the face of South African inequality. If you go to Cravenwick, the, langu- the language of operation is Afrikaans. You mm-hmm. go to any at, at, at any age group level. I mean, you walk across the road and you go to help Mecca when there's rugby going on there. You know that already it's Afrikaans. So already rugby still has a long way to go. I mean, football showed the way back in 92. I mean, mm-hmm. cricket are slowly getting there. Mm-hmm. So representation is critical. People always complain that we are the white people in football. People forget that when football has kept more white players than rugby. The rugby has kept black players. Wow. So, but but, but but that 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 discussion about uh, about soccer, I think it's an it's a non-discussion. Uh, yeah. that people use that uh, uh, to compare with rugby. The re- truth of the matter is there has never been a systematic exclusion of white South African in any sport. Exactly. They they don't play uh, in numbers soccer uh, primarily because they choose not to. Yeah. It, it has nothing to do with a system that is designed yes. uh, to exclude. And then you'd find that a lot of, we discussed this again on Saturday, you find that a lot of the big schools actually have very good soccer programs. Mm-hmm. And you'd find yourself, where do those players go to? I was actually explaining to a colleague that Sehovat Mabasa, the um, pirate striker, he's from Great College. And Great College probably have one of the best soccer programs. And mm-hmm. yet it's taken them quite a long time to produce a Bafana player. They've produced four eight Springboks. <laughs> so they've produced two national team cricket captains in the late Hunter Crane and Kepler Vessels. Mm-hmm. They've got Olympic, um, they've got world champions in swimming, Zane Waddle. They've got Olympic gold medals, Ray Nietland. They've produced... Every sportsman that you can, can conceive can conceive in any sporting code. They just need to tick the football box. I mean, Pretoria Boys High, they produce John Smith and one Mark Fish. So already there's, the programs are there. Whether there is enough um, attitude, the, the same attitude they show in, those pro, in the rugby programs towards the soccer program. Because again, soccer is a relatively new sport internationally for South Africa. It only it only actually started in 1992. The professional structures are older than the national structure and it, 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 it speaks volumes in terms of unity. So rugby still has a long way to go and unfortunately we certainly does have a point and I, a lot of people, I mean you'll remember Mark Fredericks, our lecturer at university. Yeah, yeah. He's got very strong opinions about how rugby, the 1995 World Cup was used as a way to brainwash the country thinking that all the problems are solved. Yeah, whereas the problems that existed in 1995 still exist in 2019. Is it possible for people who live daily lives in South Africa, the realities of South Africa, to think that a win will solve our problems? I feel like that is just... Uh, condescending. Co- condescending. Yes. We know. We are not stupid. We are not kids. We know. 
Th- that's why I feel like this conversation is really for the chattering class because if you're sitting, <laughs> if you're sitting in rural Eastern Cape, you're sitting on your like, you know, your grandmother's sasa grant is already finished. Yeah. You're eating the last loaf of bread. Is you know, but you want to celebrate the win because they distracts you. Yes. You still want to. So and allow them to be distracted and to enjoy it, and allow us to just take the moment and enjoy it. And the critical part about Saturday's final and the semi-final. They were available to everyone because rugby seen it. You have to pay 850 rand a month on DSTV to watch Super Rugby, Curry Cup, and the Springboks. The critical matter is that that game was available on free-to-air platforms. Representation, availability, inclusivity. That's why football always wins. It is available to anyone and everyone. So what the moral of the story is, guys, we can have conversations. We can celebrate a win and we can also, (laughs) we can celebrate a win and we can also talk about the lack of of transformation and the sorry state of our country. But do we really have to do it at the same time? (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, that's all we have time for this week. Thanks for a great debate, guys. and it was, it was, yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think you must become a regular. Anyway, catch us at the same time next week. We'll have more for you then. <laughs>